Hey, my name is Chris Studer. I'm one of the executive directors of the nonprofit organization, The Get Real Movement. Our mission is to combat 2S LGBTQ plus discrimination, racism, and bullying in schools, summer camps, and workplaces. And you're listening to the Mountain Movers Podcast. <laughs> This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. Welcome back, Mountain Movers. Today, I'm joined by a true leader, someone who exudes exactly what it means to move mountains. Chris, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. That was such a nice intro. I really appreciate it. How are you? I'm good. I have a cup of coffee. I got to sleep in this morning, and now I'm chatting with you. So, you know, it's a good day. Absolutely. Got to take the small wins in uh, in a tough year, for sure. Yes, yes. I've been really actually very just mindful of those small wins. You know, I don't often take the time to step back and congratulate myself, give myself on a pat, uh, give myself a pat on the back, but I've just been, you know, I've been trying to be a little more aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. That's stuff's important. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I've been looking forward to it. So first up, we got to fill the listeners in on who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Chris. I'm one of the executive directors and one of the founders of the nonprofit organization, the Get Real Movement. Um, so this is an organization that I helped start when I was in university at Western um, on, in uh, London, Ontario. And so this organization was started uh, and inspired by our experiences in the Orientation Week program. So for anybody who um, doesn't know about those types of programs, most colleges and universities have them. You can volunteer to welcome new students to the school, especially in that first week. And so that was something that I did for, you know, all second year, third year, fourth year of my undergrad. And it was a really great program in terms of leadership. And, you know, I really, I love people. I love meeting new people and it was something I really cared about a lot. And what we found in terms of having conversations when we would hear, you know, derogatory language, you know, homophobia, transphobia, racism, et cetera, from our first years was that our approach to those conversations was very friendly, uh, was very open, you know, being vulnerable ourselves, talking about our own past experiences, things that we'd gone through, things that we'd learned. And, you know, we were close in age and, you know, it was, it was kind of like a friend's first program. Um, and so our approach we found was yielding really positive results. So lots of students changing their language within a matter of days. Um, lots of students coming out to us or telling us they felt more comfortable you know, in this environment, then maybe back in their hometowns, lots of students disclosing things to us. And so, you know, we had all these sort of one-to-one interactions or maybe, you know, speaking to a floor of our students. Um, and the idea with Get Real was, you know, could we take some of this approach and some of the things that we learned through this program and develop it into sort of a workshop style program for high schools and middle schools and the kind of program that we wish that we'd had when we were growing up. And so that was the inspiration um, behind Get Real, and we all kind of came to it 
from different places. And it really, it, it hit home to me in, for a number of different reasons. Um, for one, myself, I'm black. I grew up in a pretty white neighborhood in Toronto. And so I definitely dealt with a lot of racism growing up and, you know, navigating that and being a challenge. And, you know, these kind of conversations about compassion and empathy were really important to me. Um, and then on the flip side, there have also been things in my life that I've really had to work on. And, you know, in terms of being an ally, especially in middle school, I went to an all boys um, school for grade seven, grade eight, uh, very homophobic culture. And, you know, lots of, you know, phrases like that's so gay and things like that. And, you know, even though I did experience, you know, my fair share of racism when I was growing up and, and before that, I still fell into making those jokes and um, using that language. And it wasn't until I had friends come out to me in high school and, and uh, university that I was really able to, you know, try to work on myself and unlearn that language and be the best ally that I can be to others as well. So um, there are a number of different pieces at play in terms of me wanting to get involved. But right away, it just really struck me as, you know, I've seen this work. I've, it's something I care about doing anyways, you know, just um, as a volunteer through this program. And so I really wanted to, to be a part of it. And I really thought that it could, could do some good. Um, and I really wish I'd had something like that growing up. So that's, that was kind of the inspiration behind Get Real. And it's been an amazing journey. Um, we've impacted over a quarter million students um, between grades five to 12. We do tons and tons of different workshop modules with um, everything from you know high schools and middle schools, like I said, summer camp, counseling teams, teachers, um, firefighting teams, uh, lots of different companies, Facebook, RBC, PepsiCo, lots of big brands. Um, and then we also have, so that's kind of the education piece that we have uh, that focuses on combating discrimination, providing diverse role models. And then we also have uh, our youth support side. So that's uh, a number of different pieces of the program, our university chapters who are fantastic young people who are working on making their own local communities safer and more inclusive and raising funds for you know, other charities and initiatives that are in need in their local communities that share our same mission and values. Uh, we have an after-school program for younger students than that in Manitoba, um, students aged 13 to 17. And so both of those are year-long mentorship programs. We have our virtual counseling, um, which we just launched this year in partnership with the Red Cross and the United Way. And that is uh, two trans-identified social workers that we work with providing uh, counseling set, virtual counseling sessions free of charge for 2S LGBTQ plus young people across Ontario. Um, and it's a program we, we really care about a lot and it's, it's uh, new for us. And then we do a lot of different media, um, social media projects, a lot of videos, uh, especially with an educational component to them. And uh, we have our merchandise that helps support the program and you know, a number of different uh, events that we do throughout the year that focus on bringing people together and really building that community. So there's a lot of different moving parts. It's something that I never thought would be a job, but it's it's just something that's been such a joy to work on. I've learned so much and grown so much through working on it. And I run the program currently uh, with my co-executive director, Marley Bowen, who's amazing and uh, you know couldn't ask for a better partner in that. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm not sure if I said I'm based in Toronto, but I am. And uh, yeah, I've been, I've been looking forward to, to sharing this. Absolutely. So, you know, like I'm sitting here and just hearing all these things, not everyone was as fortunate as I was to be able to read up on the things that you've all done with this organization and through this organization for people, you know, all over. But how does it feel to have created, you know, something that you 
something that started off so small and has evolved into all these different branches that you just took us through? Yeah, it's definitely, I think like you were saying at the start, you know, it sometimes it's tough, especially when things are so busy to take a pause and reflect. Um, Marley and I try to a couple times a year, we'll, you know, have a little planning session or, you know, we used to, we used to run the whole program ourselves. And so we used to do a lot of driving <laughs> um, ourselves, you know, speaking during the day and then running all the programming at night and, and, you know, a lot of long days. And so, so, so we'll, we'll try and make that time together to talk about the wins and talk about the, also the, the learnings, the things we, you know, that we want to do better on next time. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely, you know, when we, when we look back on, you know, a lot of the things that we're really proud of, uh, it is definitely a source of pride. You know, it, uh, I think the insight was really organic, um, just things that we were really passionate about. And then, but moving forwards from that, we kind of blew up almost by accident. We made a video for some of our old high school teachers um, called To My Grade 7 Self. And, you know, we, I, I called my old principal and I said, hey, this is sort of what we're trying to build. And it's, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of momentum. And there was in that first year, but, you know, it was definitely a, you know, we hope to one day be working in high schools and middle schools and sharing some of these things. And, you know, all of our old teachers were really supportive and you know we said if we made a video would you guys would you consider sharing that and they said absolutely and so we made this video to my grade seven self with just us I was in it a bunch of you know friends were in it um, and it kind of by accident blew up and went viral and you know CTV saw it and came up and did a story on us and global news and then we started getting reach outs from other universities and people saying this is really cool I'd love to bring this to my campus and high schools and middle schools reaching out and saying, you know, we'd love to have you in to speak to our to our students. So it it kind of blew up very fast, which was amazing and really, um, you know, such a such exciting time. But it definitely has been a lot of learning, um, a lot of, you know, some difficult lessons, lots of long nights, and and a ton of hard work. And so, you know, being at the place where we are right now and with the scope of our programming right now, we're yeah, it's definitely. Uh, a source of pride that we really have, you know, put the work in and there's a lot of things that we're very proud of that are coming to fruition and have come to fruition. And, um, and I think also looking back on the decisions that we've made and really wanting to build an organization with integrity and, and something that, you know, where we honor our word and, you know, we've been burned by a couple of people in the past. Um, and, you know, so there's been some hard lessons, but I think you know, a source of pride in terms of hard work and then a source of pride looking back on, you know, wanting to build something that we're really proud of in terms of our values and, you know, seeing the impact and the students, you know, the amount of people that reach out to us on Instagram, you know, or on social media after our workshops, um, talking about the impact that it's had on their lives is, is absolutely, that's the kind of stuff that keeps you going, especially in those long long days because it's going to be very lonely so yeah it's definitely um we feel very we feel very proud and and very grateful also for you know so many people have supported us throughout along the way and uh and we've met so many great people so we're really we're really appreciative for for absolutely everybody everyone who reaches out wanting to get involved or wanting to support we you know it really means a lot it sounds like this community that you aspired to build and you know have now built uh you know, supports you for all the right reasons. Everything that you stand for 
translates into the people that you attract into this organization. And I think that something that I wanted to touch upon was earlier in that you said that you have been burned by uh, a few people and not to get too much into that, but Mm -hmm. what does someone do when they are faced with that? Because I'm sure, like you said, you blew up pretty quick and things started to just unfold as they did. But uh, what is it like to, to sort of hit that wall or, you know, reach that, that one person that really doesn't vibe with what you're doing or, or else. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. And I think when you're building something and, you know, your intentions are really coming from a great place. And I think when I talk about those moments, I think they're tough because they really do stand out in a sense, but you know, it, it's, it's so relative, right? Because there's maybe a handful of those people or those incidents that I can think of and compared to, you know, hundreds of thousands of amazing young people that we've been able to work with or mentor or, and become friends with. Um, and so it, it really does outweigh. And I think part of it's been, you know, seeing the pulling back and seeing the big picture. I think with some of the instances that we've encountered, um, it's been surprising because, you know, we don't necessarily, or I think our expectation initially was that we would just attract people with the same mindset and the same goals and the same values. But um, I think it, it just kind of makes us in the moment, you know, we really strive to, you know, always take the high road, you know, remain professional, polite, and, you know, in, in any setting, even when people aren't giving us that in return, um, because it's still, you know, we really care about, you know, that as how, as, as the way that we want to act and what we want to put out in the world and also our reputation as an organization, that's, that's the reputation that we want to carry. And, you know, we want to pay our bills and, and honor our promises to people and, you know, do right by our customers. You know, there's sometimes someone gets a, a get real t-shirt and, you know, Australia or Asia or a faraway place and it's got a hole in it. And, you know, there's decisions that we face every day where we could just, you know, say, eh, you know, what, what's that person going to do? Um, but we would absolutely never do that. You know, it's, it's really just doing right by people and treating people how we would want to be treated. Um, and so I think that is something that we're proud of, but it definitely can be tough in the moment because that usually involves, you know, not saying everything that you might want to say to somebody. And so that can really, you know, that can build up, that can affect you. Um, it can really help, you know, Marley and myself, we both have really supportive partners and families and friends. And so it can really help getting to talk through some of these things. Therapy, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Therapy is one of the buckets for our, for our employee benefits that we have set to the max. Um, but uh, so it can really help to, to talk about those things. But it can be tough because you got you to swallow a lot. Um, when you are just remaining professional. But I think what it's just taught us has been just to be more um, focused on protecting ourselves and not to let it change how we are and how we treat other people. Um, It just makes us more careful next time and set better expectations, um, you know, have things in writing, set better boundaries. And 
you know, really listen to our gut. I think that's important too. You know, I look back at almost all of those incidents and there were red flags with people where we made excuses for things that they did or, you know, little bits of dishonesty here and there or um, people who were, you know, kind of rude or mean-spirited or bullies in, in certain ways. And I think we made excuses for people, but ultimately um, I think a lot of those uh, instances have taught us to really trust our gut in that. Um, and also it really teaches us to really appreciate those people who are not like that, who really prove themselves to be, you know, reliable and honest and, and kind and compassionate and just, and hardworking. Um, those are amazing people. And those are people that we really put a lot of time and energy and effort into. Um, and so that's, I think that really also helps. So I think everything's a learning, even though some learnings are, are tough. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think just continuing to, you know, put out, do good work and stick to our guns and stick to our values and not let those incidents, incidents, uh, change us. Uh, I think that really, that really helps. And that's growth, right? I mean, I'm sure the values and all your beliefs stayed true, even from the get go, you know, straight from the beginning, but over time you start to develop these, these learning curves and it's how you deal with those that really pushes you forward. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everything's a learning, everything's a lesson. And, um, yeah. And I feel like that's, and I think that's kind of entrepreneurship 101, like for anyone who started their own thing, you know, you have, you don't necessarily have a boss that continuously asks for updates or pushes you to, you know, complete a deadline or things like that. You know, for a lot of it, it's, it's setting your own goals and, um, you know, pushing yourself and finding that own, your own motivation. So, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of it really is always, I think a lot of entrepreneurs share that desire to always want to improve and to make something better. Um, and I think that's really healthy. I, I really love that we, you know, it's, it's a very reflective way of working, you know, what are we, what can we be doing better? You know, where can we be improving? How can we learn from that experience? And yeah, I think that just absolutely makes you stronger. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're still standing and you're still taking steps forward, then, you know, I think that's a huge win. I couldn't agree more. So Chris, the space you've created, this movement that you have collectively built, is remarkable because it gives others who often feel alone in what they're going through the chance to feel a part of something bigger. Do you want to talk to us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think so much of what we do today really does stem from that orientation week program in those beginnings. And, um, you know, for myself, being a part of that program was, you know, having to take all of the parts of who I am and, you know, myself in terms of my identities as a black man, you know, my interests, um, you know, where I, how I grew up, where I came from, um, and channel all of that combined with, you know, treating people with kindness and, um, you know, and doing my absolute best to be there and be a good listener uh, and really relate to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of students that I'd be mentoring every year um, from all different walks of life and, and all different backgrounds and international students, students from all around Canada, all around Ontario. And 
I think what we really found was not only that approach to, you know, the language that we'd hear and, you know, that specific approach, which informed so much of Get Real, but also just that understanding that, you know, we, we all are, we're different. And the more we learn about our, the experiences that we go through, the challenges that we each go through, you know, the better that is for, to be compassionate. Um, but also we're, we're way more alike than, you know, than, than we are different, I think, in a lot of senses. Um, and that's really important too. And so that was just a great exercise for us to learn about, you know, building bridges, giving people that space to talk, to, you know, be vulnerable, to feel safe. And those things are so important. I feel like even more as we're, you know, this year is, is extremely isolated, but even, you know, before COVID, you know, with people being online more and on social media more, you know, those can, those can be amazing places and amazing communities, um, but they can also be tough. They can also, you know, lack some of that, you know, social interaction that's offline. And so, you know, for us, I think really the combination of trying to do so much connecting, um, that's something that we're really, really passionate about. Um, you know, our, we have a mini documentary that we produced called Building Bridges, and we titled it that because that's really what we strive to do. And, and those moments are definitely, you know, really magical. And I, you know, I think back of all of the students that we've talked to and the kids that have come up to us after a workshop and just all of those special connections, um, you know, those are really, those are moments that really do transcend, you know, a lot of the, the differences that we have. Um, you know, we've been in tiny towns in like rural Newfoundland, for instance, where, um, you know, kids, uh, kids have come up and said that, you know, I'm the black per first black person that they met in person. Um, you know, my colleagues are the first openly gay person, the first openly transgender person that they met in person and you know given us a, a huge hug and and you know those moments are are so special um and then in terms of kind of like uplifting stories you know we're, we are so story driven we really love um you know any chance that we get to share or help you know uplift a unique story uh one of the things i do with get real is our speaker training and that is like such that's one of my favorite parts of my job um is working with new speakers helping them craft their personal story, you know, what moments from their life do they want to share with the students? Because uh, all of our workshops have a, a section that's dedicated to, um, you know, a, a couple of diverse speakers sharing their stories. And um, that is really magical too, to see somebody not only, you know, put pen to paper and, and get their thoughts down in terms of what they want to share um, and knowing that that's going to really have an impact on, you know, hundreds of thousands of kids, um, you know, but also to see someone grow in self-confidence about public speaking and, you know, really kind of come into their own. And, you know, there's a lot of speakers that we've worked with for a long time who have really grown up over the years um, into just really prolific speakers that have impacted so many students. And I think that's something that's really, that we really cherish is, you know, the opportunities to really, you know, help you know, we, we work with so many good people and, you know, I always say like, you know, just any opportunity to, to do a good turn to someone. Um, one thing that we love with our chapters is the amount of students that, you know, say, you know, when we do our surveys and things like that, um, say that they were able to get a job, um, you know, in part because Get Real was on their CV um, or the amount of references that we've written for, um, for people and, and have people go on to, to really awesome, you know, paths in their careers. 
um, you know, that stuff makes us really, really happy, you know, connecting a, an organization with a great partner um, or connecting somebody with, uh, you know, a great brand or, you know, we really love, love all that stuff. And, and so, yeah, I, I think, you know, we really, as much as we can, as much as we can, we really work on, you know, building bridges and really having those, sharing those meaningful connections, um, you know, by, by way of education and, and trying to break down those barriers and prejudices and stereotypes. And then on the other hand, just creating as many nurturing safe spaces for people to, to really uplift and, and kind of share their own stories. Uh, and yeah. both of those things are really special for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something that just came to mind and I wanted to bring it up as somebody who has like, I've had very open-ended discussions on this podcast. I see it often on here and it's, it's that when you leave room for people to take the floor or, or the mic in this case, you allow them the opportunity to feel heard. And I'm sure given the platform you have all created, you've seen similar instances where people really come out of their shell. So what is it about sharing stories that you think really pushes people forward and changes lives? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, that's a great question. I think, I think for one, one of the beauties of the, one of the beautiful things of the internet has been the proliferation of so many stories that maybe weren't necessarily going to be told right away from mainstream media. And I think that's been so powerful, especially for young people growing up where, you know, they might not be seeing themselves necessarily on cable TV just yet, but more and more, but, you know, they do have a, you know, this YouTuber that they really relate with or this activist who posts a lot on Instagram. Um, and so I think stories are such an important way of people for people to not feel so alone. Um, and then, you know, by the same token to also become more educated uh, about the experiences of other people and to become, you know, better allies. And so I think stories are so important in that sense in terms of like their functionality. Um, but then I think there's, there's definitely something to be said for the actual, the, the act of sharing stories. It can be really therapeutic. It can, it can be really healing to share something that, you know, you're now translating from an event that was maybe very difficult or even traumatic and, you know, transforming that into something that is, you know, maybe it's a piece of art, maybe it is a really powerful keynote, um, or maybe it's something that you're just putting out in the world because you want someone to feel less alone. I think that is can be so healing and can really just be an, a massive step forwards in terms of, you know, whether it's letting go or whether it's just kind of, you know, um, shifting your relationship with that memory or with those, um, with those things that you've gone through. Um, I was asked in June to do um, a keynote for all the F45 studios in Ontario and I was on, you know, on the topic of Black Lives Matter. And I talked about some experiences in that keynote um, that have actually kind of translated into my personal story in our anti-racism workshop that we're doing right now um, for schools and for workplaces. Um, but that was, you know, one of the first times that I'd shared a lot of those experiences. And that it was definitely, it got emotional. I mean, it's been, you know, such a, you know, such a difficult year already with COVID and then with everything that happened in June with Black Lives Matter. And, you know, it was an emotional time. Um, but at the same time, I've done, you know, more keynotes and, and workshops than I can 
um, than I can count that I can remember. And I practiced that a lot because I knew there were a lot of people going to be tuning in. Um, and I did not expect to, to, to get emotional about that. Um, but I did. And, you know, I think some of that is that release of, you know, it was a bit of like release. It, it's kind of cathartic. And, um, and so I, I think that's also something that's really a beautiful part about definitely the speaker training, but also just in general, like giving people a platform through our social media, through our Instagram page. Um, we have a global ambassador program. Um, that's amazing where we're able to work with and um, give small honorariums to uh, photographers from around the world to help people share their stories through our merch because people were already doing that. And then in partnership with this amazing company, Pexels, they came on board to, you know, provide these honorariums and, um, you know, able to to get some money out to people that are just doing really great work um, to, to share stories. And, and because that just in itself, there's the person on the other end that that either becomes more educated or they feel less alone and that's so important but for the person who's sharing um, that can be that can be just a really uh, amazing experience just in and of itself and I, I feel like that's such a kind of mental health 101 thing is you know if you have something that's inside like sometimes you know I've even had a therapist say to me just write a letter about this like not even to send but just get it down on paper get it you know talk through it um, because yeah that can be a really just important experience to go through and so working with our speakers it's just so nice hearing them talk about some of these experiences that have been really difficult and helping craft them into you know things where at the end they they are really proud and this is you know at the at the end of our training it's it's something that they're really proud to share and it really says what they want to say and what they've gone through in a powerful way um i think that's such a that's definitely a bond i think that you know we have at the end of that because just in that sharing of the story is uh, is powerful. Yeah, and I think I think sharing stories or even just being able to like communicate it in any way, whether it's the letter or whether it's recording a, an audio track that no one is ever really going to hear. It's for you. It's it is yeah. a method of healing. It is a method of growth. You yeah. you're able to to reflect more on it. You know, if you listen back or read back the letter that you just wrote, you can, you know, you can pick out things that don't even really, that aren't emphasized in your head and you see them so clearly on that piece of paper. It's, yeah. it's crazy what, what you can do, but do you think that you were always super open with sharing your stories or is that something that you had to grow into? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I, I mean, I definitely say when I was younger, I was a lot more guarded about experiences. And I feel like going through things like, you know, racism or just people asking questions. I'm also adopted. I, I was born in Peru. Um, and so I, I came to Canada as a baby and, you know, questions about that and that making me different than anybody that was in my friend group and circle and being one of the only, you know, black kids in my neighborhood or in my elementary school. I feel like some of those experiences do close you off a little bit and so growing up kind of finding who I was and, and sort of figuring out the person that I wanted to be and um, letting go of you know kind of some of that negativity like I mentioned before some of those you know experiences from middle school and falling into you know making other people feel like like I'd been made to feel um, you know I think really helped um, but I think that that O-Week program in, at Western was the best thing for me, because that was um, 
that was me being put into a leadership role where, you know, these kids, kids, I mean, they're first year university students, they're, they're adults, they're young adults, but they're, they, they look to me for like the expert of, you know, university and, and Western, and they've, they've got these questions and sometimes they're questions that they don't feel as comfortable talking to their prof about or something like that. And, you know, they're also, they're kind of scared a little bit. They're away from home for the first time for a lot of them trying to make friends and trying to fit in, trying to figure out, you know, where, where they fit with all of this. And so that was definitely a, a great moment for me because that was me just, you know, there's no shyness. There was no, you know, I, I wasn't in that role to, for me to be shy and for me to be hesitant and for me to be guarded and closed off, you know, that, that's not, that wasn't why I was given that role. I was given that role because I'm, I need to, you know, provide a space for people, for those students who are going through that, who are shy and who are maybe a bit closed off, looking for someone to talk to, to open up to that. I, I have to step up and connect with those students and be there and, and, you know, provide that space for them. Um, and so that was really great. That really pushed me to, you know, step up and, you know, try to be there for those students as best, as best I could. And I think part of that was, you know, opening up and, you know, cause you have all these students from all these different backgrounds. It can really help if you're, the more that you're comfortable with sharing different parts about yourself, uh, even kind of the, the stuff that might seem silly, like, you know, I'm a huge star Wars nerd, you know, like that kind of, that kind of thing. It's not that deep, but you know, the more that you can feel comfortable getting into all the different things that you like, things that you're interested in, things that you're just curious about, but you might not know that much about, you know, all of the different parts of who you are, are each one of those can be a bridge to, to you know, someone who's looking to you um, for some of that guidance and friendship and mentorship. So um, yeah, that program was really a great stepping stone. And then with Get Real, I mean, that, yeah, that really was another time where it was, you know, we had this dream that we wanted to, you know, share some of these stories and do some of this approach in, you know, our old schools. And then we blew up really fast and we started getting invites and it was like, okay, you know, we're going to, we got to do this and we're going to really work on, you know, building a program that we're really proud of. And, um, but I mean, that, that definitely, especially for the first couple, um, you know, you're stepping out onto a stage and in front of a whole bunch of students. And, um, but I think what, what, what helped definitely was the team support, you know, we've always had a really supportive team and, you know, because we know what it's like to, you know, to put ourselves out there and to open up and be vulnerable in front of a, a big group of strangers. Um, and then also just falling back on that knowledge that we built this because we saw these really positive results firsthand. You know, this wasn't something that we kind of were sitting around and thinking maybe this could be cool. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that necessarily, but we, 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 I think falling back on that confidence that, you know what, like I've, I've, I've seen this myself. I've had a conversation with someone using this approach, talking things through in this way and had a really positive outcome on the other end. So just keep, you know, falling back on that. Um, yeah, I think that really helped, but it's, it's public speaking is tough for sure. And, and opening up and being vulnerable. And I think that's something that we really strive to work through with our speakers because sometimes people come to us fully formed they've got lots of public speaking experience and then sometimes people come to us and they've got no public speaking experience but they've got that passion and 
the confidence to try and they're just really good people. And, um, and for both of those people, there's, there's kind of those, you know, that support that we got to give them because it's, it can be, it can be tough, but super rewarding. It sounds to me like this, this team, this, you know, the organization, you guys are sort of one big family. And, and I think it probably translates when you guys are, you know, doing some outreach at schools or, you know, hosting this event, because it gives people that sense of, okay, I'm here. I don't know these people very well, but I'm safe. I'm secure. I'm in a spot where it's okay to be me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we, I think we do the best we can. Um, There's things that are not in our control. Like for instance, um, you know, we do a lot of anonymous activities with students because that really helps them you know, feel okay to share and, you know, have more confidence in terms of, you know, sharing things that they've gone through and ask also we do anonymous Q and A so students feel comfortable asking questions. So that's a really important piece of what we do. It's, it's really powerful. Students will, you know, share really beautiful things. Um, but we do get the odd students, um, you know, who, you know, have more closed-minded attitudes or, you know, are more sort of wanting to say hurtful things, you know, even anonymously. Uh, or even sometimes not anonymously, you know, it's definitely, it's out there. And, um, you know, that's, I feel like if those attitudes weren't out there, we wouldn't have the demand that we do for, for our work. Um, and so there's some things, I think it, for us, it's really, yeah, like there's things that are in our control and we just work as hard as we can to create, you know, the best possible experience for both the students and for our speakers and for our team and just have the most amount of support available. Um, and yeah, I think that really, that whole experience does bring us together um, as a family. We, you know, we definitely, we all, you know, I feel like there's companies that, you know, people are friends or, you know, people, you know, they all share the same, they're all in the same field. Um, so the people share things in common and, and people do develop friendships. Um, I think for us, it's it's definitely unique. You know, we're, I think we're more likely to be in different fields, some of us, or, you know, have different interests, but we share something that's very deep. Um, and we, we like, we really, we share this mission and, and, you know, um, these values that really are, they're strong and they're also, they play out in some of those really vulnerable situations. Um, and, and we've gone through a lot as well. You know, there's been a ton of growth and a ton of those difficult, moments that we've had to overcome as a as a group and as a team and so yeah I think it definitely there's a really strong bond there and you know we really I think we all we get it you know the the you know what that is to go through go through and and yeah so we we just try and you know support as best we can um you know all of our all of our team members and yeah and I feel like that does come through with people new people to the organization you know we really you know, stuff like cliques and people being closed off and not welcoming. I mean, that is just, you know, completely counterintuitive to everything that we represent. So, um, yeah, we try and really live and breathe that in, in every aspect. So when it comes to people who uh, maybe don't share exactly the same uh, vision as you guys, uh, like say you go to a school and some of the students are a little bit more closed-minded, what are the steps that you take to you know, not change the way they think, but to encourage them to open up. 
Yeah, I mean, there's been so many um, learnings that we've had in terms of working with so many different audiences. Um, and we definitely see patterns in terms of demographics and groups that are, you know, take a little bit more winning over and, and things like that. Um, I'd say in terms of our, you know, overarching approach is really designed and geared towards, you know, those audiences that are more challenging. Um, I mean, like, I feel like grade 10 boys gym class is, you know, if I'm going <laughs> to just think of an example off the top of my head, um, sometimes it's those schools where there's a lot of privilege. Um, you know, I, I think a high school in a privileged neighborhood but it's a public school because private schools I find are very the students are very privileged but the private schools I find really have a really intense focus on sort of social justice and you know giving back and volunteering and that's really you know a lot of the times part of you know just kind of part of day to day um, and so but the high schools that are public schools where that's you know, a bit less of a, a focus sometimes and in a really affluent neighborhood. I mean, those, I can remember schools like that all across Canada um, being kind of consistently, you know, more difficult. Because um, a lot of what we do is that building, those building bridges pieces. Um, and, but to do that, you need the approach. And that's kind of where the grade 10 boys gym class kind of comes in, you know, being, having speakers that are really polished, um, but also very relatable and down to earth and, you know, confident and able to communicate their ideas in a really clear way. Um, you know, you have the interactive pieces, um, you know, where we will read out, you know, anonymous things that students have written and, you know, read those out in the same seriousness as we're sharing our own stories and experiences because it's, it's not about, you know, trying to portray us as the only people that have gone through anything. That's that not true and um, and it's about like building those connections and <clears throat> you know we can all learn from each other and you know be allies to each other in different ways um, so it's kind of all of those different pieces of the different approaches we have our approach in terms of um, communicating certain ideas and concepts and terminologies and um, so there's all those things that we've learned in terms of um, in terms of like the technique um, but then there's also things that we have to just acknowledge where, you know, not everybody's, not everyone's going to be impacted by the same thing. And that's something that we, we learned sort of right off the bat. And it's interesting in our anti-racism workshop, which, are, which is our newest workshop, um, but we've already done it with uh, tons and tons and tons of schools and lots of our corporate partners. Um, the interactive piece, the question that we ask students is, you know, briefly describe a time when in your life, when you changed your mind about an issue relating to oppression or privilege assumptions or identity. And that's been super eye-opening, um, really, really interesting, all of the things that students have talked about. And I think after all of these years, part of the reason why we chose that for the interactive piece, because every workshop has its own interactive piece that asks a different question that gets at something different. Um, but the reason why you know I really loved this piece and that was a combination. I kind of tweaked it. Um, one of our uh, lead speakers, uh, Max, is also one of the social workers who works on that virtual counseling program and just such a great guy um, and really smart and a phenomenal speaker. Um, he came up with sort of the root of that question. 
And as soon as I saw it, I loved it. Uh, you know, we were talking about the anti-racism workshop and new interactive pieces. And I loved that question because it really got at not only the fact that, you know, acknowledging that everyone's learning, which really can help with some of those difficult audiences, break down those walls and, you know, admitting like we're not perfect. And, you know, because uh, as soon as you try and portray that, you, you've lost because it's, you know, people see through that, especially young people. Um, but it also, it really shares those real stories of when people, not only when people had those moments of, you know, realizing their own privilege or realizing the struggles of somebody um, other than themselves, but so not only the when, but also the, the how, because um, that's going to be different from, for everybody. And the responses that we've been getting have been really amazing, like really heart heartening and, and, you know, but again, so varied, you know, lots of students will write in and this is midway through the workshop that we do this activity, this particular one. Um, and a lot of students will write in and say this workshop, you know, straight up was an eye opener. You know, some of the stats you touched on, some of the historical pieces you touched on, um, the personal stories, you know, have really been an eye opener for me. Um, but lots of students talk about, you know, an experience that their uh, sibling went through or a friend went through. Um, you know, I play ice hockey and, you know, seeing some of the slurs that have been said against teammates of certain cultures or people talking about watching the protests this year in June and that being an eye opener for them. Um, you know, a lot of people talking about moments in their own lives that they've realized things and, um, you know, I had a kid today talk about um, someone who uh, initially as, as a younger person being scared of someone in their community who has Down syndrome. And then, you know, as they've grown up really making an effort to, you know, really reach out and, and connect and, you know, but that being something where they've really, you know, been reflecting a lot on how they used to act and, and how they used to perceive things. Um, and so I think that activity, that's why, we, that's why I love that activity, especially for this workshop, because, you know, not everyone's going to be impacted by the same thing. And that's totally okay. You know, I think our job is to really, you know, A, give the best, highest caliber workshop that we possibly can with speakers, the best possible speakers that we can find and work with. Um, and, you know, provide the education in the best way that we know how with the best approach. And like I said before, you know, we're never finished, you know, tweaking or improving. Um, we're constantly working on that. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's really just providing that space. And there's some of those things, there's, there's all of the people on the other side of that. And it's, you know, it's interesting though. we will get messages from people saying, um, you know, we got a DM from someone saying you came to my school two years ago and I didn't realize it at the time, but I was going through some stuff and I've since, um, you know, come out to my friends and my family and I want to say thanks, you know, even though it was two years ago, because that really kind of was a really positive shift in, in my own personal journey um, at that age. And so I think our job is to just really you know, provide the absolute best, best possible service that we can, um, you know, and just keep improving and just kind of create those spaces. And then what people bring to those or, or take from those, um, you know, will definitely will change. Um, but I feel like having the attitude of just consistently learning and adapting, um, you know, really has helped us. I mean, that's why we have so many amazing relationships with, you know, school boards of all different kinds, you know, public boards, private 
um, schools, Catholic boards, um, rural school boards, you know, urban city school boards um, in so many different areas because we've really, we always, yeah, we strive to improve and, and we really strive to have that ultimate outcome where we will be relatable and have an impact with the maximum amount of people in a classroom. Um, and because that's really important to us. And I think that's really helped push us forward. And it almost comes full circle, right? I mean, getting a, a message from someone that you, you spoke to two years ago, yep. you know, then being able to reach out to you and openly tell you the effect and the impact that you had on that one person. It just brings it, it brings it home. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing is the seeing, you know, a big impact is definitely great. And it's, you know, we're definitely proud of all of the students that we've been able to reach. Um, but also not losing sight of, you know, if we have a positive impact on one kid, you know, who, you know, whether it's, you know, something, a small comfort or, you know, a small, you know, change in perception or something larger, you know, we've had um, students where they've said that they've been considering dropping out, um, but things have gotten better at their school and, um, they felt more confident to share. We've had teachers email and say that, um, you know, because we'll, if there's more serious mental health disclosures in the anonymous comments, like we'll flag them and we'll, um, you know, bring them to a teacher or a guidance counselor. And we've had teachers say that, you know, hey, I think that, you know, this person's life was saved. We, you know, we were able to talk to them because sometimes kids will write their name, especially if it's a more of a cry for help. Um, and, but like what it, whatever it is, like those are the way more extreme examples. And, um, but even if it's a small thing, you know, even if it's a small sense of comfort and, you know, then someone, there's a lot of ripple effects to that. And I think that's something that, you know, again, comes from that organic place of just, you know, standing and talking with one of my frosh, one of my first years, who's going through something and just needs to bounce some stuff off me and needs a little bit of support and guidance or an ear to listen like that you know, that's worth, that's worth it. You know, that's, that just one person is just, is worth my time. It's, it's, uh, it's worthwhile, you know, and cause then that's a little bit of support that can go a long way for that person moving forwards in their own lives, you know, how, however that kind of plays out. Um, and I think that having that, I guess, view of, you know, things being worth it, even the small things, I think that's really helped, especially as we've gotten much larger and the scale has really grown. Um, not losing sight of that, that really personal individual touch um, and, you know, how much we value that. Chris, before we uh, wrap things up, I, I thought I'd share. I often reflect on this thought a lot. So with the work I aspire to pursue, the stories and the conversations, um, in light of everything that you and your team does, I have... Um, I have individuals on this podcast and I, and I, and I hear their stories and I hear where they come from and what they do and what they want to do, you know, dreams that they have, ambitions that they had. And I wish that I had had more people growing up, you know, in either come speak to my class or speak to the whole school. I think that when you're able to envision at a young age, what your hopes, what your dreams and, and what your ambitions are moving forward, it sort of sets you on a course to achieve some pretty, you know, pretty big things. So with that being said, what are some ambitions of your own or ambitions for the team moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we have a lot of 
goals that we're really excited to to work towards. Um, for where we are right now, we really are proud of and excited about the programming that we currently offer. Um, and so for us right now, a lot of it is scaling those programs, um, you know, finding those amazing key partners, whether it's, you know, grants or corporate um, partners or family foundations or, you know, those partners to really scale and grow those programs that we're really proud of that are having a positive impact and, you know, more funding and more support will help us just scale those and to have a, an impact on even more young people. Um, so a lot of our goals involve, involve that. Um, we're also building out our first summit that's focused on black creatives and, and sharing ideas relating to anti-racism. Um, and that we're really excited for. That's gonna be in February in, in Black History Month. Um, but yeah, we always, there's, there's a couple of projects that are sort of in the works that we're really excited about because I think we always really love, you know, those new ideas um, and, you know, just continuing to grow and build the team um, and support each other and, you know, get to new levels of sustainability. Um, you know, I think that's definitely, definitely things that we really care about. And just on a, you know, on a personal level, I feel like just, um, you know, continuing to try to be the best version of myself that I can be so I can best support um, my team and also be there for, you know, my friends and, um, and family members and, and, you know, I think that's uh, taking care of ourselves a little bit and, and trying to get to that place is, has been important because it's, it's been uh, challenging, like on a personal level, in, in a lot of ways. Um, and so I think we're now starting to get to a place where it's a little bit, you know, it'll never stop being a lot of work and it'll never stop being tiring, but it's definitely less stressful than it was and, and just a lot more of that excitement. Um, and so I think, you know, continuing to push forward on that path. And then I have some personal goals that um, I'm really excited for. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned on the podcast, but I am adopted. I was born in Peru. Uh, and there are some personal goals relating to that, actually, that I'm very excited for um, in kind of this next year um, that I haven't talked about with too many people, but um, are things that mean a lot to me. And, you know, just kind of making sure, trying to support friends, family members, et cetera, through COVID, because um, it's been definitely a difficult time. And just want to be there for all the people in my life that, you know, I love and care about. Um, yeah, so I, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of goals and, and, you know, we're, we're really excited to see where things go. I think also with the virtual um, programming, there's, it's opened up a lot of opportunities. Uh, we recently did a workshop with a company that's based in Austria, um, and that never would have been possible pre-COVID in terms of resources mm -hmm. and, and travel. So, um, yeah, I think we're, we're feeling, you know, we're feeling very motivated. It sounds like 2021 and beyond is just going to be the best. I hope so. Yeah. Just want everyone to be safe and, you know, continue that growth. Absolutely. So I mentioned to you at the beginning of the episode that we, uh, before we wrap things up, we were going to do what's called the mountain minute. Are you ready for that? Yep, absolutely. This, this, this is the Mountain, mountain Minute. minute. Anyway, three, two, one. Favorite movie? Pulp Fiction. Favorite food? Pasta. Go to breakfast. Egos. Favorite song? 
Wow, that's a great question. Uh, Tiny Dancer. Where'd you first hear this song? I'm not sure, but it always makes me think of the movie Almost Famous, which is also one of my favorite movies. What is your guilty pleasure song? Oops, I did it again. <laughs> favorite day of the week? Friday. <laughs> Least favorite day of the week? Sunday. Favorite color? Black. What time do you usually go to bed? As early as I can, usually around 11. What time do you usually wake up? Uh, usually around 8. If you could make any animal your pet, what animal would you choose? Um, probably a big cat of some kind, if that was acceptable. Oh, of course. If you could change the stigma around one thing in the world, what would it be? Prejudice. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Good question. A producer of some kind, um, like a Rick Rubin, someone who gets to be around music all the time. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Coffee or tea? Tea. Rain or shine? Shine. Day or night? Day. Favorite number? 11. Where do you want to travel? Turkey. Fill in the blank. This podcast is? Fun and very, uh, very healing. It was really a positive experience. Thank you so, so much, Chris. Um, Thank you, Jake. I just, I really just wanted to leave off on this thought. I wonder if you could leave the listeners with one piece of advice, something that you could offer someone who might be trying to move mountains of their own. What would that be? Don't give up. Um, you know, a great idea will get you in the race, but, you know, hard work and perseverance will push you forwards and separate you from a lot of people. So don't give up. Don't be afraid to ask for help, ask for guidance. And, you know, the world needs more people, especially more young people with great ideas. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Mountain Movers podcast. Join our community on Instagram at Mountain Movers Pod. Rate and review us on all streaming platforms and let's grow the Mountain Movers community together. Until next time, keep climbing. Love always, Jake. Jake.